We're going to talk about NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. You are listening to the Tandem Draft, a NASCAR podcast presented by the Tom Yee Experience. Hello, Griffin. Hello, Tommy. Hello, everybody else. Thank you for tuning into the Tandem Draft. We Thank done, you for your patience. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, <laughs> we have real life jobs and real life things that we have to do, and we don't get paid to do this, so we can't drop those things and just not do them. Hint, hint. We are launching our Patreon, where you can spend $25 <laughs> to get the exact same content you already get, except now you have the privilege of giving us $25. Wow. I wouldn't pass up this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be just around. Seems for like forever. something. Yeah, yeah. So limit four. Yeah, limit four million. Um, so we have a lot to do today. We have to wrap up things from Circuit of the Americas. We have to preview Richmond and then <laughs> and then dissect Richmond. I don't know if we can do that. And Are then, we capable of that? Uh, yeah. There was an F one race in there somewhere. We can talk about. And then we have a massive tangent draft inside of yeah, the tandem we, draft. We again sometimes we we love NASCAR, but sometimes another redneck entertainment property will kind of seep in. So yes. we'll we'll get around to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but to start with, we are remote uh, because we have the technology to do that, and we're doing it correctly this time. So uh, bear with God, us. God, let's hope. Like, boy, do I hope so. <laughs> Well, I'm should. trusting you with my life. More times than not. No, that's not true. About 50% <laughs> of the time. 50% think of ever, the time, it works yeah. every time. I don't think we've screwed up the remote ones. Okay. I don't think, uh, yeah. That's we good. haven't had any issues with All that right. so far. Knock on wood. So it's just bad when we're in person together. Yeah. <laughs> we just get flustered. <laughs> Yikes. We're just nervous. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit and go back to Texas where we had Circuit of the Americas much better than last year's Circuit of the Americas. And up until last week was kind of my favorite race of the year. Oh yeah. So, um, but we should start with the, we should start with trucks and it's Xfinity first, right? Well, for I think we have to, the, the biggest news. obviously we have to get the elephant out of the room. Okay. You know, the biggest news coming out of Circuit of the Americas, of course, is their brand new tilt coaster that they're building for <laughs> yes. next year called yes. the Circuit Breaker. Uh, first one of its kind in this hemisphere. I know that's what everybody's wondering about when they think about the race at Circuit of the Americas. Yes, they are getting their fifth roller coaster. Yes, I know. That's exciting. Very and there was a lot of controversy surrounding the finish of the cup race, but I, I mean, that was so long ago. I can't even so remember. This, you say the first of its kind. What, yes. is, what does that mean? So when you go to when you get to the top of the roller coaster, you get to a platform, and then the platform tilts forward. So then you're facing down. You, oh. The whole thing just rocks forward, and you face straight down the drop. Well, don't take this anyway, but that sounds horrible. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, now we got to go well, next year. Well, the, well, yeah. I suppose the my timing of when I'll be going depends entirely on the height limit of the ride and how early I can get my daughter on it. Good so. point. Good point. Um, uh, I have a question. If we were to go to a race at Circuit of the Americas, where would you like to sit? See, road courses confuse me. I don't know where to go. So when I went to Road America, I walked 10 miles to try and see as much of it as I could. <laughs> yeah. um, Circuit of the Americas uh, probably would be similar. I mean, I feel like there there's less places to... I mean, the stadium section... like. Because Road America doesn't have like grandstands. Like there's like small seating areas, but there's not like grandstands. You just bring a lawn chair, right? Um, yeah. But at Circuit of the Americas, they have the area near the observation tower that has a big seating area and then a- along the front straightaway. So it's a little more straightforward, but I'd want to spend a bunch of time on the observation tower. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd get busy. I would like to be in the blimp. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, there's only 25 blimps in the world. Only 25? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I feel like we should have more than that. Are I they? Know. How many of them are Goodyear and how many of them are MetLife? That's true. Because MetLife I don't know. I'm does sure a lot. there has to be more than one Goodyear blimp, right? I would think so. MetLife does a lot of golf events. They probably yeah. only got three of those. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Let's think about an alternate history where the blimp was our primary air-based transportation. Yes. Okay. The trolley of the skies. <laughs> the trolley of the skies. Has to be. All right. So, Circuit of the Americas. We got all three. We all three raced. All three <laughs> were great. Yep, uh, one of w- one or two of them had more cautions than the rest. Right. The trucks was very very caution based. Yes, it was. Yes, it was indeed. Uh trucks very caution based. Probably good to start with that one because it just progressively got better as the weekend went on. <laughs> the Xfinity race but, was great, but yeah. the finish of the trucks. Yes. That's so, where that's where we need to pick this up because that was fun. Yeah, I mean Kyle Bush was really running away with the thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe, yeah, Stuart Friesen held in, which, you know, again, not somebody that you think of when you think of somebody running up front at a road course. Right. And then Alex Bowman, I believe it's a second start for the Spire truck. But I mean, everybody knows Alex Bowman is, is pretty good on road courses. And he uh, he definitely displayed that on Sunday. But sure tried. But he to. was up there the whole time. He was like him. They were the two people that really could uh, compete with Kyle Busch. Um, shockingly, his first ever road course start. In a truck for Kyle Bush. He had never raced a road course really? in the truck series. Huh. Yes. I, I Isn't that weird? I guess I never realized that. Um, but then, of all those three guys, not one of them yes, ended up in victory lane. All three of them kind of ran into each other, and Zane Smith uh squeezed around him and uh led the lap that mattered. So yep. congratulations to Zane Smith for second winning. win of the year. Second win of the year. Yep. Uh that'll I don't lock know. him in the playoffs, probably. Oh yeah, he already yeah. This is his. Uh, yeah, he's probably good there. Uh, his season would be a lot better if he had also gotten that <laughs> second place finish that he got DQ'd from. But right, yeah, yeah. And then and we're heading this weekend in Martinsville. We're heading to the track that he most recently won at last year. Yeah. So look out for I, Zane. Smith. It's all coming up, Zane Smith. I mean, it's a consolation prize um, for not ending up uh, for his contract sure. being annulled to end up in the car that ended up winning the Cup race uh, after the team dissolved, but. There's an alternate timeline for you of Zane yeah. Smith wow. is in the one card. Yeah. Ganassi. Good Lord. That was, a, guy. that was a stretch. That was incredible. Yeah. Great work. <laughs> uh, yeah. That 38 truck is running very well this year. Uh, for yes. Zane Smith uh, gets another win. Uh, and then <laughs> the Xfinity race. I, <laughs> Absolutely wild. I like, don't know. how. I don't even know how to lead into it. It was just wow. I know the, so Again, like this, what this had the most extreme, like fanning out into turn one of any race at Coda. I've yes, seen. Like, yes. They were like 12 wide at all times. Poor Landed Castle made it up to like the top five right at the end of the race. But uh, oh my God, excuse me. <laughs> my mellow yellow is getting to me. <laughs> okay, cl- cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just so. Um, uh, Mario Goslin's team had like three cars in the top five for qualifying. Um, Ross Chastain gave them an incredible race. He led a lot of that race um, and somehow never came up as a favorite for the cup race the next day. But um, surprise, surprise, AJ Allmendinger picked up the scraps and was able to yeah. come away with the victory. Yes, at the road yes course. Did. I mean, <laughs> AJ Allmendinger, I mean, we saw it on Sunday too. Yeah, uh, he knows his way around a road course, uh, and you put him in a car that's capable of winning. He's going to make get it done. So, uh, yeah. colleague racing gets a victory. Shout out, colleague, big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landon Castle, yeah, he ran really well, and then he didn't. You know, yeah, <laughs> just he, out of I nowhere. He had a huge uh, engine or transmission, or I can't right. remember. There was a definitely a mechanical issue yeah. that took him out with one lap to go. I know, like I know, but there what were, a punch in the gut! He was not the only one during the weekend to to fall victim to the to the faulty uh, engines. No, he was not. No, he wasn't. Um, uh, that Bubba Wallace was in this race also. Mm-hmm. Also a victim of of transmit <laughs> yes. or uh, of a. Uh, issues under the hood as was i believe ty gibbs yes i uh, has had similar issues oh, those two teammates there but 
Bubba ran really good in that race. He was up he to did. the top five for a while, but yeah. unfortunately, he really couldn't translate any of that. I know. I really and thought he, he learned, learned it. Really thought that, yeah, I really thought that he was learning something on Saturday and it would translate to Sunday. I think there were like three laps where we saw his name on the ticker. <laughs> and then one of those laps was when he had less tires than you're supposed to. Right. Yes. Uh, so that, yeah, I mean, Coda already with these two races way better than last year because last year they showed replays of it this week and I saw him and I was watching him. It made me sad. It was, it was so, it was so dreary. bad. So bad. Nobody wanted to be out there and it like, it was just a mess. And then, I saw the cars getting unloaded and I saw the windshield wiper. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this again. There's no way. Did you see the size of some of those windshield wipers? Yeah. Like they were so thick. They got the so weird. Did I see that they got to choose the windshield wiper? Yeah. And then they they, really, they had the option to take them off, but they had worked so hard at the aerodynamics of it on there that they just left Mm -hmm. it on. And that's like so many, like the Joe Gibbs car, like their windshield wiper was like, three or four inches th- it was just like a perfectly smooth uh long yeah. like cube shape it was such yes. a weird device like like there was no intention of wiping the windshield that was all to guide air over the car yeah. in one section of the track yes yeah so uh all right sunday i i've gotta say i've never been a huge fan of road course races they've never really been my favorite uh, I like a good oval, whatever. But I that's bet, a hot take, right? I there. know, I know. But the evolution of a NASCAR fan, I guess you could say, the last <laughs> two years have been like two years leading up to this year. I was kind of getting more on board with the with the road courses. I like the idea of doing it at Indianapolis. I thought that was fun. It was way better than the Brickyard. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Coda happened last year, and I mean, you had no idea what was happening. I hated it. I think everybody hated it, but this yep. year, that was the best road course race I have ever like sat and watched and was invested in. Yes. So, um, can I tangent draft very quickly? It's sure. still NASCAR related. But, sure. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I was thinking. I just thought about this last night. Speaking of Indianapolis, I don't know why. So we got. I think we can agree. Last year's race in Indianapolis was bananas. It was wild. Um, yeah. Uh, removing the fact that there was a ramp in the middle of the track and it, and the track started attacking the drive, like sure. started like attacking the drivers. Yeah. That was a great race, right? Great it was race. incredibly entertaining. Yes. AJ Allmendinger, fun winner. Some controversy with Denny Hamlin, Chase Briscoe. Great time. This really pains me to say this. Oh no. Because I attended three Brickyard 400s. And they were all the most boring races I've ever attended. <laughs> I want that race back. You want the Brickyard back? I want the Brickyard back. I would like the Brickyard back with these cars. I would too. The I have. There's only one hangup, and the reason why it won't happen. No one would go. Yeah, you don't think so? No one would go. Mm. Like, in even if a bunch of even if seventy thousand people go. Which would be close to a sellout at like a track like Kansas. Like it would look it would look like no one. Yeah. It would look empty. There's there's too many places to sit to make that race look good if they race the oval. Now when they first brought out the brickyard, that was revolutionary. And then they made the mistake in two thousand eight of having every tire pop every ten laps. Yeah. So that ruined the race. Yeah. But I like the idea of a really, really fast, like cream rises to the top race at Indianapolis, the most famous speedway in the world. Yeah, I feel like I'm sure that's what they were thinking in like 1992. Wouldn't that be cool if we raced at the most famous speedway in the world? And we kind of do now, but we kind of don't. Yeah. And I know the on track product is so much better. I think it would be, I think the race would be better and more entertaining with these cars as opposed to Uh, the old cars. Oh, for sure. So, it still wouldn't be great. Yeah, but. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna take some time for more people to be aligned with your thought of, man, I would like to see him at the oval again. I think. So, I think NASCAR needs to take a turn as a as a sanctioning body in terms of popularity before they try that again. Yeah. But if anything, right now where our sport is, we probably can't do if, it again. If anything, take 
Indianapolis off the schedule altogether. I don't and know if then, we can do that. And, like, unless wait, we race IRP. Well, Let then, us race IRP. Yeah. The trucks are racing there. That'll provide a great show. Yeah. Everybody will want to go do that over, over there the for five or six years and then be like, all right, let's try it again. Then people, how, or then people how, will be like, oh, it has, it has been a while. Let's try it. So I know like, I know I, I, I say it on every show. This isn't a stick and ball sport. Don't do anything like stick and ball sports. We can't do playoffs, whatever. But like the Super Bowl is in a different place every year. And I'm not saying we have the, the championship be at a different place every year because it should be in Homestead and nowhere else. But what if we had events like every five years we have an oval race in Indianapolis or like every five years we do the clash of the Coliseum. Like yeah. just to make that a bigger deal, yeah. Just to change it up, I'm fine with. Because like, I'm sure like the clash was great, and I and I hope that they do it again next year. But I mean, like, just like everything. Well, the thing with, it might get you know, yeah. Like with the thing with the same stick thing and ball over and over. sports, which this thing that I'm about to bring up to you is no longer as of next year. Uh, but in Major League Baseball interleague play, you would mm-hmm. only play the like a different division every three years, and you guys would alternate who's home and who's away. Yeah. So the Cubs and the Yankees would only meet once every three years, unless it was in the World Series. And then mm-hmm. they would alternate between Yankee Stadium and Wrigley Field. Well, next year, they're changing that because there's no DH. And this isn't a baseball podcast, but you can hear the disdain in my voice. Yes. Yeah. But something like that with the tracks, there are so many tracks here that we could use and utilize. There are staples like Daytona, Talladega. Bristol, Martinsville, there's there's tracks you can't touch. Yeah. But there's a vacant Chicagoland Speedway. Mm-hmm. There's Indy you don't have to go to every year. There's there's so many different tracks that you could just change a few of the things in the schedule and do once every three years or something like that. Right, yeah. Like, I would be happy with... Like, even if they do, if they do the street course... They do the street course one year and then the big track the the next or something like that. Or they alternate between I'm just thinking yeah. geographically, like Yeah. They could alternate like, okay, this is a like odd years is road course, even years is the is the oval. Right. Or like if we're going geogra like one year they could race the Milwaukee Mile and then the next year they race Chicago Line Speedway. And then the next year they race IRP. I don't know. Like weird stuff like that. Yeah. But that being said, I'm sure NASCAR owning the Chicago Land Speedway wants to have racing back there again full time and not just once in a blue moon. Right. But, I mean, hey, it would be a lot more than they have now. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But, you know, this is stuff that if you asked me three or four years ago, I'd be like, NASCAR would never consider it. Now right. it's something they might consider. They can, like, they're putting, they're throwing, they're bringing a car to Lamont. Like, I, I, I have they're no idea. They're thinking of everything. Yeah, they're gonna have a they're gonna enter a car in a monster jam next oh, year. Like, that reminds me that uh, the last podcast we were speculating of the news, and that news did come out, and we didn't talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah, we were not right. <laughs> NASCAR's Hendrick Motorsports is taking a car to Le Mans. It doesn't count. It's not racing for anything. It's just going to run some laps. And Denny Hamlin is pissed. Is he mad? Yeah, he's mad that he wasn't invited. Like it oh, was like they didn't talk you, to any Denny teams Hamlin. about it. You could <laughs> play one on one with Michael Jordan every day of your life. Like I don't feel bad for you. So it it is a kind of like I totally get it because first of all, Hendrick Motorsports totally skirts the testing rules by doing the track attack program where like they rent out you could lease or rent out a cup car and run it. It's like a slightly different engine or something. You could bring it to track days. But like they have people there and they're taking data from everything. Oh. Like that's like a huge like skirting of the rules. But now they're now NASCAR is inviting them to build a car. And like if Denny Hamlin said if it has one part on it that we have on the cup car, then it's beneficial. So it is kind of I told I get it. But this is bigger than NASCAR, yeah. I think. Maybe maybe he's just mad he didn't think of it first. Denny <laughs> Hamlin. <laughs> Um, all right. Backtrack. Circuit of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas Sunday. That was such a fun race. Such a good time watching people watching them go like four or five wide, like going 150 some odd miles an hour and then having to mm-hmm. slam down to 40 miles an hour. 
I, I can't wait for the next road course race. I'm so excited to see this car. And this car is absolutely is as delivered on the road that's courses. That's what we were told. Yeah, that's it's what we so about. much fun yes. to watch this car. Yeah. So uh, it comes down to the to the waning laps. And I mean, Tyler Reddick up there all 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 race long. Mm-hmm. Ross he Chastain, takes the lead at certain points. Yeah, Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain leads. up there all all day long. Chris Bell up there. Alex Bowman comes out of nowhere, it seems. Yep. And all these guys are oh, Ryan Blaney was up there a lot too towards the end. And and unfortunately, I assume you're going down the running or the the finishing order, so we won't mention the other person that was up there all day that finished in the low 30s of AJ Allmendinger. Poor right. guy. Poor guy. Because <laughs> that's well, that's who I was gonna say next is like AJ Allmendinger, who was going to win, and then definitely did not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we had several lead changes on the last lap of uh, Chastain getting past um, Allmendinger taking the lead. Bowman taking the lead from both of them, and then Ross Chastain uh, moving AJ Allmendinger into Alex Bowman and winning the race for himself. Yeah. Um, now there was a lot of talk about the um, acceptable nature of this maneuver, and I want to know what you think about how dirty that move is, how clean that move it is. Wasn't dirty at all. Not dirty at all. All right. I say not dirty at all because you're on a road course and you're racing and you've already bumped each other like eight times already in the lap. I'm fine right, with right. how it went. And Alex Bowman was fine how it went. I'm like, I don't I'm think cool with all of it. It would be different if he like hooked up. Like he didn't just like spin him out. He, he got in the back of him and then AJ didn't stop. I, I mean, it's I think that's a, obviously it's not the cleanest move in the world. Yeah, but. it's not clean, but. It's racing, and AJ would have done the same thing if he were in the position to do it. And I think now I'm saying all this, and I had zero dollars on the line here. I right. like I wasn't gonna win any money, and I wasn't gonna lose any money for watching this race. So I understand that he's pissed because he went from a big payday to like not. Right. Yeah. A huge. And that's a big deal to that team big in their first year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. That emotion's got to play into it that I that I cannot relate to, but Bumpin's racing, man. Like I yeah. I loved the move. If AJ was in his position, he would have done the exact same thing. And Alex Bowman, who also got bumped out of the way to lose, yeah. came in he, second. He, he's fine, yeah. but he was like, "Yeah, we're at a road course. Like, what do you what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, like it's racing. I mean, ultimately, I'd be happier if everybody." If it didn't happen, like, I wish that it didn't happen the way it did. Sure. In terms of, like, it would be, obviously, I'd rather a race come down to the wire without that happening. But I'd, it doesn't make me mad that it happened. Like, no. and plus, it's Ross Chastain. Like, we know he's he's going for his first cup win. And this is how he drives. Like, he is, this is not out of the blue. Yeah. He is a full contact driver. Yeah. Um, he's done that his entire career. And he's fighting and he for will that, continue to do it. Yeah. And yeah. he's fighting for a brand new team as of last year to yep. get their first ever win. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna push gonna whoever I need to out of the way. Yeah. I I'm I'm for the move and I'm a big track house guy, obviously. Yeah. And I, I, I want I'm all the merchandise. Looking, yeah. They, they they got nothing. Give me like they have all the crew shirts with the cool yeah. logo on it. I need something. I need something too. I I <laughs> cards on the table, Griff. Uh, our first uh, or Bubba's first wind shirt, little yep. tight. Yeah, it is a little. It's uh, uh it's, it's a little tighter than I remember it when I first got it. And I don't think NASCAR produces a good. Sh- Fanatics doesn't produce a good shirt. Yeah, I think you. I think I got to go a size up from yeah. a normal shirt. You know. Yeah. But anyways, I, I say all this. I say all this not to not like I still wear it and, and my stomach hangs <laughs> out and it's fine. Yeah. But I say all this because I need some more swag. I need some yeah. more NASCAR stuff to wear. So do I. Everybody work on that. Send us. Yeah. Stuff. Send, start sending us Trackhouse merch, please. <laughs> you can find some. Yeah. Um, okay. Coda. That wraps up Coda. Any any last second thoughts on Coda? I'm fine with the move. I'm very happy Ross Chastain got the win. I'm very track very happy that Track House is on the board. I'm also happy that they're getting a brand new roller coaster that I'm very excited yes. to ride. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so that's it for Coda. 
we have to we're not going to, we're not going to preview Richmond cuz obviously we watched it. We did put picks on Twitter if you're following us on Twitter at the Tandem Draft. Um also, I want everybody to know that we're doing this remotely and we're we have cameras on each other and I can see Griffin when he goes to blow his nose, it looks like you're doing coke off the table. I am. Yes. I'm actually <laughs> do I'm actually doing mellow yellow off the table. Oh, interesting. Yes. Anyways, that's not the tandem draft or the tangent draft that I was going towards. We have to tangent draft off of something that happened in between the Richmond races, uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. But we have to talk about it because, for God's sakes, it was WrestleMania. Yeah, and we won't go into. We're not going to go blow by blow into WrestleMania. But oh my God, Stone Cold Steve Austin came Both. back to wrestling. I I saw a tweet that you you either liked it or retweeted it, mm-hmm. and I was thinking it and I didn't say it, but Stone Cold Steve Austin in his sixties goes back to back one night going to WrestleMania and doing a fight where it was no holds barred, yeah, and he and he did a like he got suplexed on the concrete ground, and mm-hmm. then the next night he uh, and the next night he's going and and stunning everybody and their mother and all in between drinking about 76 beers. I'm done with these NBA players who just sit every single night because their arm hurts or something stupid like that. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin just said, STFU, bro. He got on a, on his uh, ATV. He rode down to the ring. He kicked everyone's ass. What? He drank 100 beers. What? And that's all he did. <laughs> I mean, it was... A, <laughs> I, Sunday was the best. Because we were texting and uh, it was Pat McAfee of all godforsaken people. Pat McAfee taking on some dude yeah. whose name is escaping me. Right. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Mr. McMahon's handpicked dude. Pat McAfee beats him in a match. Pat McAfee, he can move around. He was doing some pretty cool stuff. He jumped from the ring onto the top rope yes. in one leap. He did That's get a little bit of help, but... He still had to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. How, do, how? How do you do that? No idea. But so he beats uh, Mr. McMahon's little minion. And then 80 million year old Vince McMahon. Who looks like he, he looks like a skeleton wearing the skin of Vince McMahon. <laughs> takes takes his shirt off and is ready to fight Pat McAfee and then quote unquote beats Pat McAfee. He pins him in the middle of the ring. And then... I so during this the crowd is booing and I'm texting Griffin and I said Stone Cold has to come out. Like there's no option for this to go on without Stone Cold coming out. And then the kids music hit and Vince McMahon reacted to it as if like it was Stone Cold like music. Like it was Stone Cold music. So, so then we, we knew. So we know it's coming. But even knowing that it was coming, I mean this thing took place in Texas, and I feel like I could have gone outside and heard the pop. Like yeah, it was like, so loud. <laughs> Glass shattered. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I was crap. I did not stop laughing from the time that started. Like, from the time uh, Stone Cold's music hit to when the next match, who which was deemed. The match of like the greatest match in WrestleMania history. And it fell completely flat and did not matter. Because Stone <laughs> Cold awful. Steve Austin was stunning people like whoever he saw. And uh, he stunned the kid and the kid knew it was coming. And he went down and he jumped up like he sold it really yeah, well. Flew into the air. And that the most was the beautiful stunner. It was the greatest sell on a stunner that I saw until Pat McAfee did it just 30 seconds later and but i mean in between vince mcmahon took the worst yes, stunner ever yes where he immediately forgot how to use his legs <laughs> how many like finishing moves does he mess up you know and well, all of them through I don't the years know, like, like he just never figured it out but this one was so bad like, vince mcmahon is a baby giraffe that is just learning to walk <laughs> I mean, he has no control yeah. of his limbs at any time. Yeah. That's why he walks the way he does. So he's just flopping yeah. around in the wind. So Stone Cold invited uh <laughs> invited Vince McMahon to drink a beer with him. 
and then they're drinking the beer and then of course he kicks him and he just crumbles which he's not he, supposed to do. He turns and, to dust. And then, so then he goes towards the ropes. And then Stone Cold is like chasing him, trying to grab his neck so he could stun him. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. And he just rolls out of the ring. <laughs> just rolls out of the ring. And then, so then uh, Stone Cold invites Pat McAfee in. They drink a couple beers. They're up on the ropes or whatever. But then, he, then they, he hands them two more. They do the cheers and they're drinking. And I and I heard I watched a little bit of Pat McAfee the next day, and he said he had no idea he was getting stunned. But when he figured it out, he was like, "This is the greatest moment of my life." And like he got like he had a mouthful of beer. Stone Cold stuns him, and he comes back up, and he's spinning it out like at the perfect rate to where yes. there's a lot coming out, but he's got a lot left, and he just stands up and just falls back like. Yeah, just like a perfect arc. It's like a rainbow. Yeah. The best stunner I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. And then and then they show him continuing to drink beer, uh, laying down outside the ring, just on he his He looks back. like a fish that's... He looks like a fish out of water, just like <laughs> doing the lip thing, just like pouring beer into his... Like, it was like, so okay. great. Tom, when you oh. were a kid, did you ever stand in the shower with your mouth open and just let your mouth fill with water and Absolutely. pour out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. He got to do a- that in front of 80,000 people. And it was the funniest thing. I'd it ever was seen. so funny. And I like, I feel a certain way about Pat McAfee because his relationship to a certain quarterback in the league. But outside of that, God, that dude is so freaking funny. <laughs> he like, really is. I mean, the energy that he, had, or, well, he was wearing a like a bedazzled. sparkly shirt. I don't know what that was. It was like was. a bedazzled tank top. But that's the only that's the only hang up I had. Yeah. I don't know what that was, yeah. but and then the next match like I was like, okay, a couple of big guys slinging each other around is pretty cool, but lasted 10 minutes. Last, it sucked. Yeah. But it wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. And that was WrestleMania. Stone Cold was WrestleMania. And Undertaker's uh uh intro into the hall of fame all of that was cool and i think undertaker should get uh get a moment to come out to the crowd and salute the crowd for like until he actually really dies i think i would pay money to go to an event that was just it's there's a wrestling ring and then the lights go out the undertaker comes out he stands in the ring for like 15 minutes and then he walks away slowly and then i go home like i i would pay that I would I would I would pay sixty five dollars for that. That reminds me of people that like paid to go get uh like Pete Rose's autograph because Pete Rose like is just like he needs money and so like he goes to malls and he's like in this glass box and people come and like get autographs from him. I feel like that's the same thing. Oh my god, why is he in why why does he have a Pete Rose mobile? Is that what I mean, the, he's the not, he's not allowed like the Pope mobile for Pete Rose? He's banned from huh. baseball. He's banned from the only thing that he could make money off of. Bring Pete Rose, yeah, Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Anyways, now does he uh, does he do it like in the concourse because he's not allowed in the hall or where does something he do like that? In? Yeah, I mean, like Hall of Fame weekend, he does <laughs> signings like at restaurants and stuff, but he is not allowed into the Baseball Hall of Fame, both like as a plaque, but also physically not allowed. Tommy, in the hall of fame. you let that joke fall. Come on, I thought that was funny. I, I was naming parts of a mall in turn. <laughs> He's not allowed in the hall of the ball because oh. he's not allowed in the hall of fame. See, that one was, that, that one was too bad. Right over, so, no, that I am over. so sorry. I, I might be a bad audience <laughs> because that went right over. My head. I am so sorry, everyone. And that concludes that this so week's sad. tangent draft. Remember to follow us on the Twitters for more tangents. So Richmond, Richmond, I don't we had, want, we, <laughs> I don't want to say I nailed it. But yeah. I so, it. well, let's let's uh, let's calm down here. So, well, you did pick the winner of the race. I did pick the highest scoring driver. Of the that's race. true. So, well, hang on. Let's talk about Xfinity first, because Ty Gibbs is a freaking cheat code. Yeah. The, so Ty Gibbs is absolutely ridiculous. He is the I think he's the. Uh, ah, man, he is the born again, Kyle Bush in oh, terms of no. No, 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 not like li- not like the second coming of Kyle Bush. Okay, I mean, right. he's I'm listening. Kyle Bush. I'll shut up. Kyle Bush behind behind the wheel, but he doesn't like like if Kyle Bush like found God and was just like 
the cleanest cut guy, but behind the wheel, he's still an asshole. <laughs> like, we did, we did talk about this on Saturday that yeah. we can't like, I, I personally cannot decide. Am I going to hate Ty Gibbs for the next 20 years or am I going to be okay with him winning? I don't at the moment I don't hate Ty Gibbs because he's so good. It's just so much fun to watch. And like, he's just it's, so cute. <laughs> you know, he's just a little guy. You know, he's just a cute he's little like guy. Four, you put, put him in your pocket. Yeah. He's a cute little guy. But like you put him on your shoulders and you go for a little walk. <laughs> oh my god. But like, so he is him and John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek lead the entire race. Only one lap is not led by the pairing of them. But those are two drivers that drive like the world is owed to them, I think. And they're teammates. They're both both so talented, so incredibly talented. But they're driving like their life depends on it, which is very entertaining. Mm. But I feel like they make decisions that are a little short-sighted. Like personally, maybe not the best idea to race the shit out of your teammate when you're both like 12 years old. Yeah. And you're driving the best cars in the field, like, and you maybe sh- don't put yeah. your cars at risk at that point. Yeah, you think grandpa? I mean, you think grandpa's gonna have a little couple things to say to him? No, no, no. he won. He won. doesn't. He's he's been a Kyle Busch apologist for the last 15 years. So yeah, nothing's gonna come with that. <laughs> that yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, man, that kid knows how to drive a car. Like he is so yes. good. It's it, it scary. Is scary how good he is. It is so scary. Because I think he, I think he's going to be the first driver to since Benny Parsons to win an ARCA championship and go on to win a cup title. The only question is going to be when. Yeah. When is he going to get the call? Because, you know, he's going to stay with Gibbs. Who's going to get I know we've talked about this before. Who's mm-hmm. going to get out of the way? Me so For me, I think it's going to be you think that either Kyle or Truex are going to retire, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's Denny's just going to move over to 2311. I, like I think every single one of those seats is up for grabs. Mm. I I think you know Christopher Bell is uh, slightly underperforming. I think Denny Hamlin might move to other opportunities. I think Kyle Busch might he could retire whenever he could wait. I can see him waiting to race Brexton. Like I don't know, Truex that could retire. Be... I don't. It could be any one of those. I would not be surprised with any one of those. Kyle Busch waiting to race Brexton would be insufferable. I think he does it. I really, th- I truly think he's, th- I think, think he hangs on that long. I think all three of the other Gibbs drivers leave before Kyle Busch does. Okay. I really think so. Okay. All right. We'll write that down in the take book. I'm totally going to be wrong, but <laughs> That's it's okay. fun to say. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I think Denny, I'm going to give Denny two more seasons after this season in the 11 to try and win a championship mm-hmm. for Joe Gibbs. Uh, but ultimately, I think he goes over to twenty three eleven. Um, yeah, I don't know what number. I'm he, sure. I don't know what number he's going to use because I guess. Uh, well, he can't use nine because Chase Elliott. That was Michael Jordan's Olympic number. Uh, he played in the number twelve jersey for a long time, so maybe Blaney will give it up. Uh, nah. But I, I, we're running out of Michael Jordan numbers. Yeah, I mean, do we? Does, well, I guess he could I mean, be eleven because it's twenty three eleven racing. Yeah, because I mean that was Denny's number when he was a kid, but like so, I mean it just depends on if Gibbs gives him the blessing or Phil what. Phil Jackson deal would be. won eleven titles. It wasn't all with the Bulls, but yeah, that's something. I don't know. I'm trying. Hmm. Uh, okay. Speaking of Denny, hello. Came yep, out of nowhere. Denny Hamlin <laughs> came out of nowhere to win the. <laughs> we were texting during the race, and Denny Hamlin was my pick for the race, uh, both on Twitter's and on our <laughs> meaningless fantasy NASCAR, and. I was texting you with like 40 laps to go and Denny wasn't like third, but he was 12 seconds back or something weird with, with 30, with 36 laps to go. Denny Hamlin was in 13th place. One lap down. Yeah. And and that's amazing. And you had picked you. Who did you pick? Truex. You picked Truex and then Joe Jerger. Shout out Joe. He picked Byron. Yes. Byron had the lead. Truex was climbing and Fox was, and we're going to talk about Fox here after we talk about this race, but we, <laughs> Truex was catching Byron and Fox completely ignored that Denny Hamlin erased over a lap down to then take Truex 
and then just fly past William Byron. Yes. Yeah. We didn't know he was coming at all. It was majestic. Like yeah, it was unbelievable. Like with five or four laps to go, just flies right by, and man, took I, Kevin Harvick with him. To, and yeah, it's like Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick were saving their tires because they knew that Byron was going to use his. Truex right. was going to try to chase him. So then both of them were just like, "All right, let's go," and then they went. <laughs> like they it was left. wild. So Denny Hamlin wins the race, but. That race was so cool because you had so many different people on so many different strategies. It felt like an, a Formula One race where a yeah. lot of people were doing different things. And that was really, really cool to watch. I Yeah, that was one of my favorite races of the year just because it, like anybody could win. Like there's so many strategies that might work that might not work. And like who's going to hold it off? Like it was definitely not somebody running away. It was super entertaining. Yeah, like without one, that, Richmond itself might need a little bit of work uh, oh, in the yeah. in the lanes, like of raceable lines. But yeah. with the strategy, it totally it totally erased that. I mean, there were need over, for yeah. this event. At there least. were over fifteen cars that could have won, and I would have been like, yeah. "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, I t- I could I you could make a case for so many drivers that performed super. Like even yeah. Christopher Bell led led the most laps of his career in this race. Yeah, yeah, it was what a race. It was really cool. The parts of it that we did get to see, of course. Griff, I'm done with Fox. I love Mike Joy. I love Clint Boyer. That's about you know how, it. I'm sick You know of how it. Nickelodeon puts on a football game every year? Yes. That is taken more seriously than Fox takes NASCAR. Correct. Yes. They have slime cannons, and I would rather have that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing because... It, it's so... You, corny so and now, stupid. Yeah, and we watch F1, like the pre-race show that, like that hour, it's on two hours before the F1 race. And mm-hmm. then the F1 race happens, and then there's an hour of coverage after it. They are so serious. They're explaining everything that we need to know going into the race. Who is doing what? What strategy is who using? Blah, blah, blah. We learn all of that. And then it all plays out and we get to watch it with people that are taking it seriously and are into it. Yeah. And, and they're we excited. D- There's none of that for NASCAR. NASCAR is never going to be able to catch up with F1 in our own country where we could actually go to the races if we don't get some help on the TV side of things. Yeah. Like NBC takes it. NB- like I'll complain about NBC because I have my problems with Rick Allen sometimes, but like their presentation, like they actually take the sport seriously and care about it. And Fox just has completely given up. They're doing corny song. Like Megan was watching. She's like, what in the hell was that? Like, yeah, they put a song at the beginning. Like yeah, they, they wrote a song Blake about Shelton. They sang Blake yeah, like, Shelton before the, the Texas race, the Court circuit of the Americas. Yeah. It's, it's just gross. Like it's embarrassing. I just want to watch a race and I want them to care about it. And I don't want them to make a mockery of the sport that I love, but yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's bad, dude. It's so yeah, bad. It's rough. So I, it's never going to get better until, I don't know. We need, I don't know. We've talked about how we need a documentary or something to, to, mm-hmm. to boost the sport. We need to start with this. I think we need to start with the inside and then work yeah. our way out. And I think a good spot would start with taking it seriously, like putting people in there that are going to take it seriously. And I don't know. I just hope NASCAR cares enough to care about how they're perceived. The coverage, the nationwide coverage, weekly coverage of a NASCAR race right now is equivalent to uh, a regional network for for a major league baseball team in a smaller market on a Tuesday night. Where it's exactly. like nobody's yes. watching, so it's okay to have a little fun. It's not a big game. It's whatever. That it's a every week is like do or die for half of the field. Yes, there there is always a, an interesting story. Like tell that story. Don't ha- don't dress someone up as a watermelon seed to yeah. sing a song. Yeah, it's it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating, and I don't know who it's for. Like it's not for kids. Like yeah. no kid would find that. Fun. Like who is this for? Yeah. I know. And I don't the, know what the target audience of that is because the, they're not reaching it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. And the thing is, this next weekend is very important for the viewer. 
this is the first like this is a big race that we're gonna get this weekend. It's four hundred miles at Martinsville at night. Like, like this is going to like this is like we know that this race is going to deliver. This is going to be a very dramatic and entertaining event. And it's huge because is this is this the first time that fans are, are present for a night race at Martinsville? Um were they I know that they had that see like during like early COVID, it was completely empty. I feel like the end of 2020, they had fan, like some fans. Okay. All but right. I, I, that one just kind of ended at night. Okay. But the, I'm not sure if, but this is I'm not the, sure what happened this last This is the first spring. time that it's only 400 laps at Martinsville right. since like 1960. And right. this thing is going to go so fast. Like, yeah, it's gonna this fly. is going to be very, very balls to the wall. Guys starting like 20th and back, they got to go. get on their horse right away. Yes. It's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. And I kinda wanna watch it on mute. Yeah, like this <laughs> yeah, this one's going to <laughs> like I'm super excited for this race. Um I wanna get this out of way. Mark Truex Jr. again. That's my pick. He's oh, gotta be yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know about you. No, I but, think I think you're dead right. And uh on this podcast, I think we're uh, I think it's okay to agree. And, and pick the same driver. Is that okay? Or you know what? I'll pick somebody different. All right. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Martin, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Martin Truex Jr. ultimately is the one that's going to win. Uh, but you know what? I picked him before. I'm going to pick him again. Kevin Harvick. Harvick. I like he almost he finished second this week. Yep. Uh, I'd like to point out that I am now within nine points. Of the lead, I'm getting there. Interesting. Shouldn't the leader have gotten the pick first? No, no. We we always the <laughs> person in second always picks first. I'm just kidding. I'll, <laughs> take, I'll take Kevin Harvick. I like that pick. I like. I would like to see him win a race for once. I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm sure he's not done winning. Yeah, big weekend though uh, at Martinsville, night racing. Uh, is it we ev- have three races? Yeah, it is everybody. That's right, everybody. Uh, starting on the, the Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. Friday night, Saturday night. See how that Doesn't works. Get any better than that? And Thursday we got opening day baseball, so things are yeah, just how about that? Things are just ramping. They up. still they still do baseball. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go Cubs, go Cubs. Um, all right. So Martinsville this weekend. You got Martin Truex Jr. I got Kevin Harvick. Uh, two good picks. I think. Th- I think those are those are good picks. I think I, I mean we've seen a lot of the the rookies and the younger guys do really well this year. I think this is just like uh, Richmond ended up being. I think this is a race where the veterans like why take you, hold. Yeah. Why don't you sit I down think, and take notes? That's what they're yeah. telling them. Yeah, I think you're. I'm not even saying like your dominant drivers like your Kyle Larson and stuff. I'm saying like your Harvick's, Truex, Hamlin, Kyle Busch. Those are the guys that are going to be Kurt Busch. Those are the ones that are going to take control of this one. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to see. And new car, whole new car. So new car, yeah. Who knows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this one on the line. I think this is gonna be the best race of the year. That's on an oval. Yeah. Uh, so far. Okay. I'm I mean, in. Circuit of the Americas has been my favorite so far, but I think this one's going to be my favorite oval race that we've seen this, this all right this year this I far. Lo- I like that. And we're following that up. We're following that up with a dirt race and then Talladega. So this is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be crazy. Three very different things are about to happen. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, we yes. were just talking about veterans and I noticed that you left one out. Uh, Brad Keselowski. Maybe what's, what's something's not good. <laughs> I mean, well, he, he, he got a top 12 this week. I mean, he made a good point. Cause like, I was really down on like, Oh my God, this like for a long time, like this kind of feels like a bad idea. But in 2009, he left Hendrick motorsports to drive for the 36 place car in the cup series and two years later that car won the title or that team he would switch right. to the car yeah. but <sighs> he's got a point i think it's possible he's really talented it's not rome wasn't built in the day i you know i was really negative about it but i think within the next couple i think but within the next two years he's in the championship four and contending for a bunch of wins but not this year I think he may get a win late. I don't think he makes the playoffs, but I think he does win this year. Uh, NASCAR Chasm on uh, Twitter said that if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's going to do something. I can't remember what he said he was going to do. 
Um, it was something he was going to eat something or drink something. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't remember, but look it up at NASCAR chasm, whatever. Uh, okay. I, I don't know about Brad Keselowski. I like, <laughs> I thought he was, we talked earlier that he was going to bring Roush Fenway back and like as soon as this year. And it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be this year. Yeah, it I feel like that's as hot t- as it could, and then it just has dwindled ever since. Yeah, that's a big. I, I suppose that's a big ask when you have a new owner, a new car, new everything. Probably going to take a little bit, but you know what? He's right. I think my confidence uh, was lower than I than it should have been. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brad Kozlowski, for thinking negatively of you. Yes, sorry, Brad. Sorry, Doctor Brad. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll get on his horse and go. Nay. He looks like a horse. Okay. Uh, this concludes this week's episode. Uh, we did a lot, and we had a lot of fun. Did had some laughs. Talked about Stone Cold. I hope you had as much fun listening <laughs> as we did recording. That's right. Uh, and so we will recap Martinsville next week, and then look ahead to some crazy stuff happening in NASCAR coming. Yeah, up this is going week. to be a wild like month. Yeah. Of racing. Yeah. Strap so in. Buckle everybody. up. Yeah. It's going to, it's going <laughs> to get wild. Maybe I'll take some time this week to get good at Martinsville on the simulator. Oh, did uh, you get it? I, I do have Martinsville. Uh, I am scared of it though. So. Yeah. Use those brakes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, but, oh, and we'll talk about uh, formula one in Australia. So yeah. that's happening. Too. Might. Might. Shrimp on the bob. Eh? All right. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, like and subscribe to the podcast and everything else and then all this stuff. Okay. Bye. Bye.